0: Hi, I was exploited for my sexuality. For about 10 years, I diminished that and let my shame voice take over. I am going to be here with you on a whole new level where we are no longer allowing shame or guilt or fear to be present. We're here to thrive, we're here to be open, we are here to celebrate, and we are here to help others as always. Welcome to the unintentional fucking porn star. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the amazing Sensual Wholeness Academy.
1: This is an eight-month program for women and non-binary folk who are ready to let go of shame and claim self-love, sensual empowerment, and somatic healing within an epic community rooted in radical acceptance. The course includes eight modules which dive into content like Strengthening Boundaries, claiming your true yes and no, transforming shame around sexuality, building a mindful self-pleasure practice, releasing body and genital shame, transforming trauma, inclusive sex education, empowered intimacy, the wheel of consent, and so much more. When you sign up for the Central Wholeness Academy, you get access to live weekly group coaching calls featuring embodiment practices, You get the eight video training modules. You get access to our VIP virtual community space where you receive ongoing support throughout the whole program. You get guided journal prompts, community to last a lifetime, and bonus workshops with amazing guests. If you're someone who's ready to let go of shame or numbness and claim the sensual empowerment and self-love you deserve, then your next step is to go to marleylist.com slash SWA. You'll also see the link for that in the show notes. So here you'll see plenty more details about the program and you'll be able to set up a free consultation call with myself where you'll receive personalized support and explore if this is a fit for you. So I'm so looking forward to connecting with you on this call you're so worthy and capable of this reclamation
0: hello so we are here for an exciting update that i have not actually put into action quite yet but it is something that i have been planning for the last year and i am excited to have the support by a beautiful human being Um, who is in this episode, and also just see what happens um, as this feels much more in alignment with what my soul needs and possibly what I feel like I should have chosen in the first place, but I didn't know it was a thing, and um, there was a lot going on, so tune in. This was shot over a year ago as well as the previous episode, and I'm just so honored, so held, and I'm holding... Space for you and her and all the brilliance that um she has here so let's go let's see what the next action or plans are at this time and I'll keep you posted as it it does or doesn't become a thing and um this is my life this is my real life let's go and yes honored for this episode and for her holding space for taking over a year to come out (laughs) but here we go hey everybody we are here with the Unintentional Porn Star podcast. And today we have Marley with us. Marley is a sensuality coach and advocate. She runs an amazing podcast called The Sensual Revolution. I'm so freaking pumped to have Marley here. So, a bit of a backstory too. Marley and I met basically online. People sort of sent us to each other, being like, hey, check this person out. Hey, check this person out. And here we are. And for us recording, it's November 11th, which is 11, 11 and I'm super into that shit. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit, meant to be. So welcome, Marley. And you. um, you're welcome. If anything about yourself and what you're working on that you would love to share with the audience.
1: Yeah. What I'm working on, I guess my whole life is like super dedicated to sensual reclamation. And I feel like that's, I really like this line lately of like, you know, like, uh, what's the fucking line? It's like tending to our nervous systems as Mm -hmm. much as we do our justice systems and like realizing how that's all connected and like sensual reclamation on an embodied level is not separate from. On a systemic level. So that's kind of what my work is all about. So on an embodied level, that looks like me working as a coach and doing a lot of somatic healing practices. I have a program called Sensual Wholeness Academy with women from literally all over the world who are yeah. like claiming <laughs> sensuality, feeling beautiful, safe, oh, powerful bodies, all these things. Um, I'm sure wow. we'll get more into that. And and on a systemic level, it looks like me advocating for for new fucking ways of dealing with sexual harm and, mm-hmm. and pain in our worlds and like advocating for restorative justice and mm-hmm. doing speaking around that.
0: Yeah, that like, first of all, uh, we need you. Thank you. And um, another note too, I, I, messaged, I messaged Marley before we started and I said, you know, I'm going through a lot right now. So to share with the audience is um, I myself am going through Closing my case, I have decided. Ooh, I'm emotional about it. I have Mm -hmm. decided to dissolve my case. I might cry. We're good. Is that um, I can't? I can't hold on to the energy of the case anymore. It puts me into severe depression. It it messes with my view on sexuality for myself. Like I have just been for eight years since this started, and three years since I started justice. The justice journey is like, oh my god, I have been severely fucked for so long. So. As well, recently I was also there was a huge sexual violation. So I I messaged lovely Marley and she of course you're holding space for me. So thank you. But um, yeah, there's a lot of we need you. Like there's a lot of these things that are very real. They're happening right now. These conversations are increasing. And to from my perspective, from my journey, it's very awkward right mm-hmm. now, and it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. And the victims are the one to um, get slammed. Um, from personal experience and my personal opinion sure but like whoa so yeah. thank you for all of your work that you're doing and like I I could cry because I'm so grateful and because we need all of this work and I'm excited to step in in ways as well more and more every day like I don't know for you Marley but for me this conti- this is a lifelong commitment this continues forever.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent and I think the powerful thing about it and like thank you so much for sharing I'm loving you and just with you with you in those fields like different stories um, but similar fields and experiences um, yeah I think the more I share about this too the more I connect with people and I hear like once I shared my my story which we'll get into like with the media um I was receiving like hundreds of dms probably thousands now from survivors and and people from all sides like people you know allies and not allies and trolls and everything Mm. um but it it just every time I hear someone else's story I'm like this is fucking important like it's an honor for me to pull out my mic today and talk (laughs) about this because it's like it's so important Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, actually what I'd love to hear, so I've been following you for a little bit now for quite some time. Time is like, what is time? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I actually myself don't know your full story. Like I know what you're advocating for and I am so on board with you and follow you all the time, but could you share, um, any details, whatever side you want, whatever you think is pertinent and what you're feeling today, like what your story is and how, you know you've kind of ended up at this place of helping others
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so I like all of us grew up in you know rape culture and um Ooh. definitely just was definitely just was always really disempowered and disconnected around sexuality um I have a lot of language for like where that came from now but I obviously didn't growing up I also grew up in like competitive dance land and body image issues we like Same person, I know I know I'm like we are like so meant to connect um, <laughs> um but yeah so I experienced a lot of like rape culture and things like this but had really deemed that normal I was like this is and like body shame. And I was like this is fine like disordered eating like we all have this it's fine like I didn't question it at all and it wasn't until I experienced like a pretty violent rape in 2016 that I just like floodgates burst open like felt all of it like it was just like oh my god like what the fuck is our world how are we treating each other like this and um Trump got elected a month after that rape oh my god It was such a like feeling of global hopelessness. I was like, love has lost on the planet. Like that is how it felt. Um, So I was already passionate about making impact in the world. I was already studying social work and I had spent that summer living on like an ashram, like a spiritual center, like Okay, I don't know what my 21 year old self was doing, but I was, you know, the universe <laughs> brought me there. Yes. Um, so, mm. so I had really like spent the summer just like meeting. It was mostly women on that ashram, and I was like meeting a lot of women, mostly 60 years old and up, um, telling me their life stories and why they're now living on a healing center. Which, as you can imagine, like there's a lot of stories of abuse and loss and different things, and so. When I got home that summer and I was ready to to continue with social work, I was like, "This is it! Like, mm,
0: this is wow. the thing
1: that I care about, and I this is what I want to dedicate my life to." And I was about to plan my very first workshop on like body image and offer it to my dance team, and I sent out an email about it, starting to plan, and then that rape happened like one week after I got home, um, which is so sorry. Wild. By the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that was like, okay, pause Mm -hmm. that plan. Like I just totally had to focus on me being okay. Um, fell into like super deep depression, PTSD, realizing that like mind over matter is not always a thing that we can or should do. Mm Um, and I also literally Googled, like my, I told my roommate. Like I got home, I told my roommate what happened, and we literally googled, "What do you do after rape?" And I was in such yeah. shock, and it was like, "Go to the hospital and then report to a police officer." And I didn't have any like moment of you know like, does that feel right? right. For me? It was just yes. like, is- oh my gosh, yes, Ugh. yeah. It's just like this is what you do. So I reported, and like, little did I know that that was me consenting. Like quote quote consenting to a three year process, um, where we don't have any freedom, we don't have any. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like getting to court to preliminary trial. So that's the one where like they see if there's enough evidence to go to a full out criminal trial. So I remember getting to preliminary trial two years after I reported which is a long time right like That's these crazy. things are so slow and it's hard in that yeah it's I think that I hear the language a lot of like oh courts re-traumatizing for victims I'm like I would straight up say it's abusive
0: yes yes abusive. yes oh my gosh I related my case to abusive relationship
1: yeah Oof, oh, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah it's so real like they so that one thing they said to me was like um you know, your closest friend is a witness in this case. So you can't talk to her about this experience at all. I
0: know you're like, wait a minute. What?
1: <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you want me to go through this alone? Sure. Um, and then it was like, if you refuse to answer any questions, you could be deemed non-cooperative and you could be charged. Yes.
0: And you're responsible for like their payments as well. And you're like, excuse me.
1: It's so, it's so backwards and it's so in opposition to our healing. And at the same time, like that wasn't even my focus. My focus was like surviving. Right. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm not in a good place. Like I was really, really like, I was considering taking my life at one point. Like I just needed to focus on, on healing and meanwhile this court thing was happening and i just kept i didn't know about restorative justice yet like i didn't know about restorative justice until recently um but i was like i was like well i don't well i don't want nothing mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm like being fucking mindful too cuz i'm just like i imagine this is like such a sensitive conversation for you right now uh, oh,
0: it's okay. I walked in uh, when we were going here, and this is healing Okay, so okay.
1: Go yeah,
0: go for it. Um,
1: but yeah, I was like, I don't want, I don't want nothing, and that's pretty much why I was going through court. It was like it's yes. either this or nothing. Yes. Um, and it wasn't until I was subpoenaed for the criminal trial. So now it had been three years. I had really focused on my healing. I was like actually getting to a place now where I was like feeling so much more empowered I literally went on like a worldwide healing tour trying all the like modalities and like (laughs) like, it was like a whole thing I like got into tantra I was like living on communes I was like doing just all the things like witch and coven shit like somatic healing became really big in my life and so I just it kind of became like my whole world was about healing now I was still studying social work but now I was like okay I can come back to that mission of like helping other women and non-binary people. And I feel like fired up about that. And so I started offering like um, retreats. And I and I also, I just remember, like I also published a book. <laughs> right? So also published so, a book? That, oh. that was like literally, um, I called it PTSD vomited onto paper um, because I, I literally like, these were just things that I wrote in my journal in the months after rape. And I wasn't ever going to share them, but then this was like pre me Too movement era too. Like, then I realized like every time I shared with someone, they would say me too, or they would just like, be like, wow, I can relate or this is healing or whatever. So I was like, okay, like meaning making is so important, like impact and like creating something out of something so destructive is like super important. So did that as well. And then yeah, I got subpoenaed for the criminal trial. And I was just like, what? Like, why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. why, I, why am I going to go back to my to court, which is so detrimental for my mental emotional health? Um, fight for something that I don't even believe in, because I don't believe that like, either acquittal, which is the most common thing, like perpetrators getting off with nothing at all. I don't believe that that helps anyone. And I also don't believe that incarceration is necessarily the most helpful thing. Um, And like, we know that recidivism rates are so high and that prison is like, literally um, combines all the factors that lead to violence. The biggest drivers of violence are Shame, isolation, and exposure to violence, and so prisons just like a like pit of all the things that cause more violence. So I was just like, where where are we going with this? Like, know. you know. So I got subpoenaed, and I and I was like, I'm gonna drop the charges. Like that, I was just like, I'm not doing this. I don't believe wow. in this. I'm gonna drop the charges, and it that felt very painful. That felt very like unresolved and. Um, I said to a friend, I like sat down with my friend, and I was like, you know, if this was my world, we wouldn't handle this. Like medieval, patriarchal, Catholic people in, our, in costumes in a courtroom, we'd yeah. like sit down like human beings and yeah. like cry and rage. And I would like ask the questions I need to ask. And like, he would be supported and resourced in actual rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I just, I held that vision and I deemed it so delusional because it's so far from what we see. And my friend said to me, like, "So make it happen." And the moment she said that, I was like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" Like, I was like, I've never considered that. Like, I was just like, I had just judged it so much, and I was just like, right so that was like the catalyst and I started researching and that's when I found restorative justice and I was like wow this is basically the name for what I've been wanting and it has a history and a lineage and like I was just like holy shit so I found a lawyer at that point and we kind of marched into the prosecutor's office and we're like this is what we want long story short there was like two prosecutors in the room and one of them was like oh honey like do you have Stockholm syndrome like this is not how things work um yeah she actually literally said so this was in 2019 now she literally said you know with the me too movement people want to see rapists locked up for longer amounts of time so we can't do this And I was like, I don't think the point of the Me Too movement is for you to, like, silence the survivor's voice. Right? Oh, my The opposite. But I also understand, like, we're products of our environment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, thank freaking heavens, there was another prosecutor in the room named Kara, who is, like, a dear friend of mine now. Um, She's so fucking cool. And she was like, hold on. Like, like marley like what is your like dream for a justice outcome and i shared what i wanted and she was like yeah basically like we need this, this she's like i've been in the system for 20 years and every time i walk into a courtroom victims <laughs> traumatized perpetrator usually gets off or like I yeah. said, they're incarcerated they come out they commit more violence who's winning yes um, So she was like, yeah, like as someone in the system, I know we need change. So thank God for her. Like they started kind of fighting for the case for a few months. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then eventually I got a call from my lawyer and he was like, that one, like Kara, that one prosecutor, like stuck her neck out and fought for this. And like, this is going to happen. My assailant started therapy right away for like seven months. And then we met in a (gasps) sort of justice circle. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, I could just keep going. I mean,
0: yeah. Like, how the the fuck does that feel? First of all, what the heck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was definitely like the most intense thing ever. And also the hardest thing ever and also yeah. the most healing and empowering thing ever.
0: I think at this point right now, it's been eight years since it's happened. It's been three years. I just let my case down. Like, and I'm a fiery woman. Like, I would have to ha- actually have people there to like, m- make sure I don't right lash out on him.
1: But I mean... They are like, this is what, and like, we had mediators in the room, right? Right. And we had, um, restored it. So restorative justice to define it real quick is like, it is a version of justice that prioritizes repair, like repairing harm over punishment. Yeah. So instead of the focus being like something bad happened, who do we need to punish? It's like something bad happened. Someone was harmed. What can we do? To like help and heal, um, which yes. is so human. <laughs> um, it's rooted in indigenous Jewish Mennonite cultures. Mm-hmm. And this, so my case was the first time this happened in North America through the courts. It's wow. like, yeah. yeah the (laughs) way so definitely one of those like you never know where life will take you but Uh, yeah like it was it was a it was really intense like we got into the room that day it also takes a community-oriented approach so it acknowledges that when something like this happened Mm -hmm. it's not just one or two people impacted Mm -hmm. there are ripples Mm -hmm. like relationships and family dynamics and like other people are affected. So my mom and sister were in the room that day too, as people impacted. Um, Yeah, like super powerful. My assailant was there with a friend, um, my lawyer, Kara, the cool prosecutor, and two mediators. And the mediators literally asked us one question, which was, what brought you here today? And we took eight hours going around the circle Answering that, and some people are like, "That sounds horrible. Like eight hours, that's awful." And I'm like, A "Actually, feeling. I'm like, I needed it to be eight hours. Yeah, like, I needed to get all that. Shit four out.
0: days. Like, who cares? However much time, yeah.
1: However long it takes, yeah. So, I mean, like, it was way beyond my expectations. Like, it was like incredibly." transformational, and of course, like he'd right. been going to therapy leading up to that this whole time, so by the time we were there, like he had language around consent and rape culture, and like it was just so it sounds weird to say successful that feels like the wrong word, mm-hmm. but just like it was yeah. Yeah. um yeah. I was just like, holy shit like this this oh, compared oh, oh. to my experience in court, like night and fucking day like so it was, it was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly healing. And like, yeah, he did, you know, look at me and say like, I'm sorry, I sexually assaulted you. Uh, Nothing I can do to take it back. And I hope that being here today can help. Oh my God. I have a
0: question in restorative justice. Does the other person, they can say no, I'm assuming, or like, how does that work?
1: They can say no. Um, they can say no they're also resourced like people are there to support them and like why this might be a really good thing to okay
0: do. so there's like quite a bit of support that moves in for them in a sense yeah exactly. when the option becomes something you want or whatever okay
1: yeah That's exactly okay. so but yeah it has to yeah. be like consensual yeah, yeah I not want to you! oh and you're like well yeah yeah <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah exactly um so we kind of like I'm also a fiery woman like we left the room that day and I was like we need to be fucking loud about this because Mm -hmm. as someone who's experienced both now like court and this like I'm just like like this is like caring this is a caring Uh, process of justice (laughs) (laughs) like I'm like I feel cared for like there was a snack table in that room like (laughs) (laughs) hello loves we're gonna take a quick break from our conversation to tell you about my signature group coaching program the sensual wholeness academy this is an eight-month program for women and non-binary folk who are ready to let go of shame and claim self-love sensual empowerment and somatic healing within an epic community rooted in radical acceptance The course includes eight modules which dive into content like strengthening boundaries, claiming your true yes and no, transforming shame around sexuality, building a mindful self-pleasure practice, releasing body and genital shame, transforming trauma, inclusive sex education, empowered intimacy, the wheel of consent, and so much more. When you sign up for the Central Wholeness Academy, you get access to live weekly group coaching calls featuring embodiment practices. You get the eight video training modules. You get access to our VIP virtual community space where you receive ongoing support throughout the whole program. You get guided journal prompts, community to last a lifetime, and bonus workshops with amazing guests. If you're someone who's ready to let go of shame or numbness, and claim the sensual empowerment and self-love you deserve, then your next step is to go to MarleyList.com slash S-W-A. You'll also see the link for that in the show notes. So here you'll see plenty more details about the program and you'll be able to set up a free consultation call with myself where you'll receive personalized support and explore if this is a fit for you. So I'm so looking forward to connecting with you on this call. You're so worthy and capable of this reclamation um so yeah. Yeah. we left I took a month to like digest process all that um I mean the processing lasted longer but like I took a month and then I was like let's fucking go and I like reached out to the media and I shared my story it came out in like six articles on one day oh, like goodness. HuffPost Forbes so right away I got like hundreds thousands of comments like of all the varieties mm-hmm. um of course there were like really shitty troll ones which yes. sucked yeah um but there was also really deep support and there were and the most like surprising or impactful thing to me was that there were so many survivors being mm-hmm. like I wish I knew about this or I wish mm-hmm. I had access to this mm-hmm. and that is what makes me keep sharing it's just like fuck like we mm-hmm. A, need and deserve to know about this mm-hmm. and B, we deserve access to it if we mm-hmm. want it. And we deserve a version of justice that's like synonymous with healing yeah, in is. opposition to <laughs> it. So that's yeah. kind of when I was just like, fucking a my whole life is about this now like that's when I launched my coaching business too and I was like let's get our like nervous systems calm let's feel fucking amazing in our bodies and powerful in our bodies and like validate our desires so we can advocate for things like this and just like feel good in the world and I've just been like sharing over and over and over again about this and advocating for it
0: oh Oof, there's so many things happening for me right now is like I'm so happy for you that like this was an option and I'm gonna get emotional because it's so twisted going through like a criminal everything like the case like the legal system it's so twisted mm-hmm. and I remember when I was like you know everyone was like get justice and, and and so I did the same thing I googled it many times I had friends being like let's call the cops and it's like okay hey, and then you do, you get swept up into this whole thing that you're like, I don't want any of this. And it hurts. And they're like, it's so awful. And like, I didn't know restorative justice was a thing. I still didn't until I heard about it. Like from you, like I heard about it, but I didn't, I like literally was like, I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Never an option. And, you know, at this point, I think I'm quite sensitive to, I need to sit with myself before I make any decisions. Um, and I at first when I saw, when I saw resort of justice and heard it from it from you and gained a little bit more, there was something that wanted to resist it. I wanted to mm-hmm. resist restorative justice um, because you do get trained to say this person has to pay. Mm-hmm. And I, And as much as that became a part of my narrative, that was never me. That was never me. And like I'm struggling right now, like right as I am. What does justice look like for me? Mm-hmm. And I don't know yet. And restorative justice—I'm going to be thinking about it. I think I'm just going through a lot right now to be able to implement that as well into my body because I like need to release a lot of things and sit with myself and nurture myself right where I am right now before I make more decisions. But I can't believe how, like, let me say this and then I'll go back to something. Is I can't believe how beautiful. This conversation is right now and how mm. people listening in are going to hear about this because it is an option and your healing is a priority and your voice and like the fact that you can say to someone you hurt me maybe or something like whatever you need to say in a setting that's in the restorative setting justice is like you actually have that ability. Whereas in the law, you literally, and I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong, but like in the legal system, you are, don't be happy. Don't talk to anyone. You only talk to me, your detective and your counselor for five years or something. And you're like, excuse me, how is that indicative? How is that promoting healing? How I don't understand this. And it, it really does eat you alive. And so for for myself and my journey is um, when I release this season, you know, I actually we're recording, you know, I haven't released it yet, but when it's released, it's like um, possibly anticipating some questions or, mm-hmm. you know, voices about mm-hmm. the decision to leave it. And I remember before I was getting out of this case, the civil case, I was like thinking about everyone else's conversations and I had to stop myself and be like, this isn't about what people say, this isn't about how uncomfortable other people are, you know, I'm here to help and heal people. And also right now in this moment, like, what do I need? You know, and like, and it's so interesting how for someone like myself, most people would say I'm very intuitive and I'm very in tune with myself and I speak my truth and wow, like I'm so inspired by you. And I go, yes. And also it's amazing how much this external world can really penetrate you, even when you are strong, even when you are intuitive and and it's, it creates a lot. So it's like to be able to, holy cow, sit with yourself, tune into yourself, like honor yourself um, is so special and so important. And you, I'm like, I'm blown away by you because, um, what you did was so, I don't even have a word for it. Powerful, beautiful, um, um, challenging, hard. Um, like I, you know, I I didn't live your story and yet what I'm hearing and what I gather is just like, wow, from you, Mm -hmm. like, and and I really do like I mean it's like thank you because even myself mm. right now am hurting and I'm blown away by what's possible <laughs> these are good tears it's like I don't know what I'm gonna step into but thank you because it's a hard And like you can't explain
1: yeah. to most people how hard it is to go through this stuff so mm-hmm. like wow this is very special <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm loving you so much. Like I, yeah, I think that you're so right that we're like trained to think a certain way. And that's even why I said like the prosecutor who was kind of, you know, taking a shit on my, my Mm -hmm. wants and needs and being like, this is not how it's done. I don't like blame her because I'm just like, fuck like we are like raised in this patriarchal world where there's this really strong binary of like good good people bad people bad people punished good people rewarded like yes from birth and so to ask of one another to drop that and to say well let's just focus on healing and like talk about that like that's a really big shift yeah um so (laughs) or maybe not but like Seems to be rare. <laughs> it's a really big shift. And, and I think that what we, what benefits us is not saying, do I believe good people, bad people, like not even focusing on that, but just exactly what you said of like, pause everything. What do I need? Yes. And then what's compatible with that? Yes. Because there are, there are studies that show and this, and not just studies, but like my lived experience too, mm-hmm. is like, what are the biggest needs for survivors and often it's like to hear that person take accountability yeah to, to know that they won't do oh. that again to form a coherent narrative is one of them like to be like okay why did this actually happen like what like exactly. to make some sense of it um those are shown to be like our biggest needs and and the punitive system, like incarceration in court, where everyone's reading a script, like the person who caused harm is reading yes. a script.
0: Yes, you're and like, never... it isn't a script. What the
1: heck? It's a script. So it's just like that's never gonna meet those yeah. needs. Um, so for me, it's like, I think a lot of people project onto me this idea of like saintly, like I'm like literally a gay Jew, but like Christian values <laughs> <of> like <laughs> <laughs> like this kind of charitable
0: that's so good
1: it's like charitable like people will reject this like savior like oh my yes. God, like I went to save him and it's like fuck that like that's not what this was oh. I just I just refuse to believe that we live in a world where everything's win lose, and I'm just like, yes. no, I'm gonna focus on my own healing and go after yes. what's healing to me, and often that just so <laughs> happens to be healing for the other person as yes. well. Yes,
0: yes, it's so interesting. I, I feel like recently I've been going through. You know, I think this this releasing this case has. Brought up many triggers and many things from my past in terms of either sexual violations or manipulative behavior or um, gaslighting, like all of these sort of like patriarchal things that we all can possibly embody and not body. I'm not sure how to say that properly right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And yet,
0: <clears throat> my biggest thing is like, there's so many people that want me to go like this again and like point fingers and be like, "Fuck you!" And and my goodness, can I do that? Yes, mm-hmm. this gal can absolutely be like, "Fuck you!" Like. Oh, my gosh. And also that's like and then after I'm like, thank you for holding that space. And for me to say, fuck you to your fucking face. Now, let's figure this out. Let's talk like that is always this this goal, this innate desire that I have with these sort of um, happenings and dealings that happen so frequently for so many people is like my my current my my the thing that latched on for my campaign was that I wanted to love this fucker. And like, I mean that out of the sweetness, hate, I mean that out of everything Mm -hmm. that I feel, I want to love this person somehow again. And that's what kind of caught, um, caught up and got caught up in the media was like, this person's been hurt and she wants to love. And to me, to this day, to this day, I didn't figure out or understand or see how I could do that in a supportive way from external sources. And like, when I reached out to someone, it would be that good, bad. It would be that you, you, you sue you, you are, I'm using really bad terminology. I'm very emotional, but still like you, you seek justice in the ways that are set for you because that's what's there. And I feel the same way, you know, like my lawyer is incredible and she's just like, she's so cool. And she's Mm -hmm. like, the law sees you as a slut. Like, she's like, let's just be real. And she's like, and because my timeline isn't within two years, there's so many parameters for these things still, um, at least in Canada. She's like, you're, you're not seen as as valid. Your case is invalid. And so it's like no choice to walk away. I got lost in my thought of it here, but I just think I remember I, I, I just, I, I've constantly, since day one, I think it's even in one of my first episodes or in my first season of my podcast where I'm like, like, it's almost like, I don't want to do this. I like, I don't, I just want to love. And I didn't know how, and and there was no support. Mm, I'm using bad words. There was the support. Wasn't, um, I didn't know about it. It wasn't shown to me. It wasn't accessible. It was always there. It's just, that was something that was not a part of my healing journey. And I got to tell you, I think because of all this like resistance and my lawyer was like, Rebecca, you've been fucked over for like this entire for eight years. The very first second I reached out to the cops, they were like, there's nothing in our law. Sorry. And that hurt me in my case. And I lost my criminal case because of these things and a number of other things. But it for me, it has built up and I'm fiery as it is. It has built up a lot of rage, a lot mm-hmm. of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of sadness. It's, all, it's to me, what you're saying about the restorative justice and healing, like I'm feeling those other things right now. Mm-hmm. And I've had to survive. Mm. I have yeah. had to make myself pretend I'm happy for eight years or like, like, like be like, be happy, be happy. Oh, my God. Be happy because you're going to die and like, you're going to choose to die or whatever is going to happen. Like, it literally feels like I'm going to, like, if I succumb to this, that's really what's happening for me, then I will, I'll crumble, I'll fall. And I might just be like, I'm just going to die. Thank you so much. Like, Mm -hmm. and so it's so, I, I so desire in this moment to lift myself, hug myself into More healing setting, like Mm -hmm. where I can actually be happy again with this. Like, this doesn't go away, you know. I'm sure I don't know if you feel the same way. This doesn't go away, you know. And it's like, with this, I want to heal with this. And I don't know if I want to see his face. I'm so mad still because of all these things and whatever. But, like, my goodness, to just be happy again with this is like all I've ever wanted and I've been trying so hard and you know when the universe brings something up over and over again if you haven't really listened to the lesson I'm like what's my lesson and maybe I'm honestly serious maybe this is a big gift today in that like whoever is healing from their pain you can do it in a healthy, uplifting, loving way. It doesn't mean that you negate the shit. It doesn't mean that you get rid of the pain, the hurt. It means you embrace it. You embody it. You live with it. You love it. And you heal everything together at once. And like, holy damn, my world has changed forever.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am so here. For you and this and like the coexistence of all the feels like I think that's another misconception about restorative justice is that like it's all smiles and kumbaya and it's like no there's space for the human it's about reclaiming humanity and being like that means we get to feel anger and sadness and joy and grace and hurt like Mm -hmm. all the things you know and I think that like words like restorative justice the justice Mm -hmm. system like can feel so big and complex and just like Mm -hmm. simplifying it down to that question that you so beautifully said of like what do i actually need? Mm -hmm. and like validating that enough to trust it to ask Mm -hmm. for it to advocate for it to know Mm -hmm. that you have a right that you're worthy of being supported Mm -hmm. in in asking for it and receiving it like I think that there's like a benefit to breaking that down, and this is why I'm just like nervous system work, justice system. Mm-hmm. Work. It's not separate because it comes down to people. And like when we go to a judge and we say this is what I want, and that judge is like, that's not how we do things. Like, yeah, that's their nervous system being in some real fight yeah. or flight, internal no. patriarchy and misogyny mode. Like, like they're protecting you know?
0: themselves in their situations, right? Like, and that's yeah. very valid, and yet like. Okay, <laughs>
1: let's sit with yeah. it. <laughs> so I just think that I just think that we'll never like end violence by like living out the systems that created that violence, and yeah. I think that the most patriarchal, non-consensual, misogynistic, racist, sexist environment I can think of is court yeah and we're in court to dismantle yeah misogyny and sexism right and it's like that's not we gotta toss in some new ingredients if we want a new flavor like you know so it's just like (laughs) I think that's what this is is like and that is a big part of what it was for me is this realization like wow I don't want to become or contribute to the thing that hurt me the most. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm so hurt by dehumanization. Yeah. And what does it actually do to me, to my well-being, to justify yeah. dehumanization of the person that hurt me? It yeah. actually that actually hurts me.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. my God, sing it. This feels good. I have yeah. a, a logistical question, like actually pure question that I'm sure many people are asking in terms of restorative justice um, and you have to hire a lawyer. So is it usually an expensive per, like procedural ordeal to go through?
1: I'm going to be so real with you and say that there's literally no clear roadmap for restorative justice. Like right. for a long, long time, indigenous Jewish Mennonite communities have done this outside of the system. Right. Um, another like school of justice related, is like transformative justice rooted in black and trans communities also done outside of the system. Um, So restorative transformative justice processes done outside of the system. There's a lot of like freedom, I guess, sovereignty to be like, who do we want to be involved? How do we want to do this? Like you have that, you're kind of in the driver's seat with that. and then, like, if you're going through this system, if you're already in the system, or or you want to, like, play a role in the justice system, getting its shit together, too, which is, like, mm-hmm. something that maybe I'll change my mind on someday, but I think I feel passionate about, um, you know, is, like, so... I mean, yeah, there's no clear blueprint for it. Like something my lawyer said was like, we're making this path as we walk it. But what we did was like, yeah, I got a lawyer to help me advocate for this. And then the lawyer basically like put the pieces together. There are plenty of restorative justice agencies. Like if you Google mm-hmm. the town or city that you're in plus restorative justice, you will find an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. the, the sh- and this is why, I'm, this is another like, I'm like, mm-hmm. what's my role in this movement? And I'm like, I do feel like I can be a bridge between the public and those agencies because something I've heard, those organizations say is like, we're so busy with our programs. We don't have time to build a public profile. Therefore, the shame of that is that no survivor is like, oh my God, I just went through assault. I'm gonna call my local restorative justice agency. Like, we just don't know about them. We, ha- we need to like, yeah, be bridged in that way. So bridge. Like, <gasps> Google that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Google same. town plus restorative justice. Also like reach out to me, like if you feel like you want support in whether it's like healing in the space of your own sensual reclamation and like feeling safe in your body and in your relationships and things like whether it's for that or you want support in like navigating the justice path. I certainly don't have all the answers, but like I have the space and the, and some maybe some answers.
0: Hey, you know, you're building the path. And like, as we build these paths or step our steps, it's like things happen to, um, support that and more information comes. And so, yeah, it's like, and you're on that you're in that movement right now. And so for myself and for anyone else that needs to, or wants to reach out, it's like, you can join in that as well. And Mm -hmm. it's been doing the work so beautifully. Thank you. Um, you know, and along with many other amazing people too. So Mm -hmm. appreciate that. Um, my goodness, it's like, I look at the clock and I can't even believe it. I, so at the beginning I was like, so we could maybe talk about this, 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 this. And we touched on, you know, many beautiful things. Um mm-hmm. definitely have like a whole nother list. Maybe we'll do another one another time. Another
1: I'm, I'm like, we're gonna like <laughs> hang out and collaborate and probably do some like <laughs> change the world shit together. Like I have no doubt.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, for that. Oh my gosh. Yes. So people watch out. keep stay tuned for that to see how that comes together. Yeah. Uh, I think that um you know before we start to sort of wind things down is Um, if there's anything from today or, you know, if you've listened or seen, I mean, you've been following me as well. Like if there's anything that you feel that you wish to share at all to the listeners, what would that, what would that potentially be? I mean, I'm sure there's a million, but (laughs)
1: Mm, I think I'm really into simplifying things lately. I think that things can feel really complex, especially like on social media and in this like heated cultural Mm -hmm. climate, whatever, like it's just, it can feel so heady and complex Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, So I guess just like an invitation of like, if you wanna play around with like, what is restorative justice, learning what it is, like I think the best way to learn anything is in your own body. And Mm -hmm. so like bringing these principles into your own body and being like, okay, when I'm an asshole to myself, mm-hmm. instead of being like, "I'm a piece of shit." And like that's that internalized punitive system.
0: And in, yeah,
1: interrupt yeah. it and be like, well, why am I saying that to myself? Yes. like, what do I need right now? Like bringing in that restorative, compassionate language mm-hmm. with yourself uh-huh. is so loving. And then it's like, I think I just think there's nothing better than learning things on an embodied level. Like it's one thing to memorize a definition; it's another thing to like feel it in your bones. So instead of like jumping into the biggest things of like, if someone murdered everyone I love, would I do restorative justice? Like that's where we tend to go. It's like, like let's just like yellow light for a minute. Like, Like, do like play around with those principles and practices for yourself. We welcome in that compassion instead of that punitive thinking for yourself and see Mm. what that feels like.
0: Mm. Thank you. Yeah. I think to, to add to that is like, just validate what you're feeling, you know, validate all the experiences, all the feelings, all the emotions, all of the, all of your perceptions, just sit with them, validate them, embody them. And then that's where I feel like, you know, that's where we can move forward is when in a way that's true to ourselves, in a way that can be healing, is when we are truly attuned and embodying all these things for ourselves. So
1: thank mm-hmm. you so much. Oh thank my gosh. Yeah, thank wow. you. Can I gift people who are listening like this load like free training that I have? Yes, like, please. um, yeah, if people go to MarleyList.com slash free training. Um You'll see a whole masterclass on like body love and really gorgeous ways to like feel safe and empowered in your body and to like shift out of body shame and like performative pleasure and all this shit and just like Mm -hmm. come back to yourself and be in in loving relationship with yourself. So check it out. It's free. It's there. Also, like, I'll drop a link. Yeah, drop a link. I also always say like I'm a human, so if this impacted you inspired you like if you have a lot of questions as a lot of people do like my dms are open marley list on instagram you can message me reach out Mm -hmm.
0: you're the best thank you so much and thank you for your bravery honesty everything like and and the pain too i i don't want to disregard that so thank you for being here with all of yourself and For helping people and helping
1: me, (laughs) (laughs) no, thank you so much. Like, thank you for being so raw and real and for creating space for these, like, really big and really controversial conversations. I think it's like really beautiful and Mm -hmm. loving. And I appreciate everyone for listening to this too. And I honor whatever feels you might feel and listening to this.
0: Yes, amazing. This episode is brought to you by the amazing Sensual Wholeness Academy.
1: This is an eight month program for women and non-binary folk who are ready to let go of shame and claim self-love, sensual empowerment, and somatic healing within an epic community rooted in radical acceptance. The course includes eight modules which dive into content like Strengthening Boundaries, claiming your true yes and no, transforming shame around sexuality, building a mindful self-pleasure practice, releasing body and genital shame, transforming trauma, inclusive sex education, empowered intimacy, the wheel of consent, and so much more. When you sign up for the Central Wholeness Academy, you get access to live weekly group coaching calls featuring embodiment practices. You get the eight video training modules. You get access to our VIP virtual community space where you receive ongoing support throughout the whole program. You get guided journal prompts, community to last a lifetime, and bonus workshops with amazing guests if you're someone who's ready to let go of shame or numbness and claim the sensual empowerment and self-love you deserve, then your next step is to go to marleylist.com slash SWA. You'll also see the link for that in the show notes. So here you'll see plenty more details about the program and you'll be able to set up a free consultation call with myself where you'll receive personalized support and explore if this is a fit for you. So I'm so looking forward to connecting with you on this call you're so worthy and capable of this reclamation
0: hey thanks for listening please visit my website www.rebeccareinhart.com you can find all the information of what i am working on you can sign up for emails so you can get some cheeky emails from me and updates and um yeah thanks for listening i can't wait to connect with you find me on instagram find me on tiktok find me on youtube find me everywhere you know Let's make it a game. Just kidding. RebeccaReinhardt.com.
1: Okay, bye.